There's a lot of talk in the media and casual conversation about identity, identity politics, gendered identity, ethnic identity, choose your label of choice. It's a modern attempt at classification or a way to organize ourselves into groups of our own making. Much can be made of these identities that are cultivated, chosen, or claimed at various points in our life. But I want to suggest this morning that each and every one of those identities is small in comparison to our vocation. Over the years, the term vocation seems to have been co-opted by the church, used primarily for those who are entering into ordained ministry. But at its core, the term vocation comes from the Latin vocari, which means calling. A vocation includes not just a career path, but the essence of who God created us to be at our very core and the ways in which that shows up in all parts of our lives. Vocation defies categories and embodies a holistic orientation that is both a part of us and lasts longer than any of us will. In essence, vocation is the very embodiment of our faith. It is the flesh that gives shape to the bones of our belief. So let us turn to some familiar examples to better understand what vocation can look like. Paul Farmer was the founder of what we have come to know as Partners in Health. He died unexpectedly a few weeks ago at the young age of 62. Paul's vocation as a doctor was not unlike that which we find in many doctors, a committed, hardworking, resilient individual who worked to provide care for his patients. But what made Dr. Farmer different was the holistic nature of the care he provided. He was never in search of a simple cure, but sought instead to care for the whole person, asking difficult questions about transportation needs, childcare coverage, time for recovery from treatments, and the source of nutrition. This is the entire premise of Partners in Health establishing partnership alongside those who were in need of any form of care. The humanity of his patients was the focal point of his work. This required much more of him personally and professionally. But Dr. Farmer is an example of what it looks like to allow vocation to flourish far beyond the confines of a professional identity. As a result, Partners in Health will continue to thrive beyond Dr. Farmer's personal tenure. Abram is one of the biblical examples that sheds light on how God intends for us to live into our vocation. The point at which our narrative resumes Abram's story this morning comes after he has been waiting for a long time. So long, in fact, that he has grown weary with God's promises. Abram recounts what God had long ago promised and how it had not yet, still not yet, come to fruition. Another way of putting it, Abram is struggling with his belief in God because it seems he can no longer trust what God says. I'm in awe of Abram in this moment because he doesn't hesitate to share his struggles with God. Abram holds fast to his underlying commitment to his vocation, 
fearlessly engaging God in the conversation. The subtext of this exchange gets at the essence of faith. Faith involves both belief and trust. Both belief and trust. Abram trusts God enough to share his commitment to his vocation. And though his trust wavers and nearly cracks, he ultimately affirms his belief in his vocation and thus in God. Abram's belief and trust amount to a faithfulness that we still turn to for inspiration. Eventually, Abram did get what he wanted in the form of a son, Isaac. However, I imagine it looked nothing like he thought it would. I wonder if questioning the circumstances of God's blessings, whether or not it looks like we think it should, I wonder if this also calls into question our own vocation. Here's the thing. God hears Abram's cries and turns his attention from a single heir to descendants more numerous than the stars in the sky. Of course God was able to give Abram a son, but God had much bigger plans for Abram. What if we ask if God is not too much, but far too little? What if we ask of God is not too much, but far too little? What if our questioning doesn't test God's willingness to shower us in blessings, but our own ability to trust the depth of the vocation that God has placed within each of us? I don't imagine or expect Abram would have thought to ask for descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. That's exactly what God had in mind for him. Anyone who has experienced a longing or asked for God's blessing can relate to Abram's experience. Perhaps you've known the longing to become a parent. Perhaps you long to have more than a job, but a career that fully values and celebrates your worth and potential. Perhaps you are urgently waiting for a family member to gain freedom in the midst of a war-torn zone. Now, that is not to say that everyone who hopes for a child has had one. Nothing could be further from the truth. But each of these longings, each of these wrestlings in prayer, points towards what gives our lives meaning, our vocation. Trust is the harder part of faith. Because as you've just heard and no doubt experienced, there are any number of reasons to feel as though our longings have gone unanswered. But turn again to Genesis. He believed in the Lord and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. What if our perspective is off? What if we're asking for is not too much, but not enough? God responds to Abram's faithfulness with a new covenant that far exceeds the expectations he had for a single heir. The question this all brings up is whether we trust God enough with our vocation to believe that what God has in mind is actually possible. Faithfulness isn't just believing what the church teaches or the creeds dictate. Faithfulness is not just belief in the living God, but trust that God is moving and acting through each of us. 
Faithfulness is boldly claiming our vocation, giving shape to the foundation of our beliefs. Faithfulness is the substance of the ordinary, repetitive acts that build trust every day. Faithfulness is the courage to believe that God might be up not to something insignificant, but something life-changing and extraordinary. Amen.